Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Get in there! It's David Cox. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Josh Matheson. (laughs) And this week we are looking at chapter two of our brand new book for 2022, Treasure Island. Island. Treasure Island. So last week we were introduced to like an inn or a pub where a boy works for his dad and mum. That's it. I'm glad someone remembered the name. And they've just had a new patron turn up who had a treasure chest in a wheelbarrow. And he kind of keeps to himself unless he's hammered when he sings raucous songs and forces everybody with pain of being stabbed to listen to his stories. (laughs) (laughs) And they're too polite. Yes, it's true. Apart from the doctor, the doctor obviously knows his white man privilege and decided to put him in his place. But the only thing that's kind of created any intrigue at the moment is, is that he's asked the boy to keep an eye out in the town for a man with one leg. So he's obviously in hiding or trying to, uh, Keep a low Wanted profile that. right now. Yes, and exactly. he's, a very, he's a bit of a scaredy cat. He just said, "Oh, he's, he's one-legged guy." Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like chill. <laughs> Didn't say, "Oh, there's gonna be a dragon." <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I know that like somebody who mean is. is ableist. Yeah, but but uh, yeah. actually being a fear would that be like disable phobic? Do you mean because it's like a yeah disable phobia because it's like actually a legit like he's scared of this person rather than uh he just doesn't like him very much or the rest of him is so terrifying that even with one less leg <laughs> he's still worth a nightmare or two thank god thank god he's only got because if yeah. he had two legs, he had both legs be... that's it there'd be no escape in institution because of fear that's <laughs> the only thing that's holding him back is his one wooden <laughs> leg. It's the only reason we've got more than one chapter because because of that. Because if he hadn't been uh. so scared, that he wouldn't be able to write this book. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. And actually, if he had two legs, he would have he would have made it already. Found the guy, killed him. End of yeah. novel. So. It would also be a lot harder to keep an eye out for him, wouldn't it? Be like, could you let me know when a guy with two legs turns up in the town? <laughs> As a narrative device, is that him? Also is that works. him? Is that him? That's him. That's gonna be him. It's him. Is it him? <laughs> I really want the money. No, because he could have. He could have been like, oh, I don't want to like. I don't, I don't want to like single him out, and that's the that's the overwhelming feature that's going to distinguish him. Um, he's got he's got he's got a beard. He sometimes wears quite like rough clothes. Uh, You're describing shoes. everyone in the whole of England at this, and he's got a Bristol accent. Yeah, so if you see anyone like that, um, <laughs> let me know. I would love it if it's like he's got one leg, but he's also like the only black guy. Or <laughs> yeah. do you know? What I mean? like, why did you? Leave it? <laughs> it is really funny. He's got one leg, but he famously goes around with a feather boa all the time. Like, why yeah, didn't you exactly. lead with yeah, the feather exactly. boa? There's so many other things you could have. Yeah, never mind. So that's where we left our story. Do we actually know the name of the narrator? We've it hasn't been... actually been, I mean, I know from, you know, I, from, I know from popular culture, but I don't think it's yeah. been mentioned. No. Should we wait and see if they actually well, I mention want to, his yeah, name? Yeah, I want to play, or... I want to play ignorant. Um, yes. Yeah, okay, let's... let's do that then. Also, there's no point because also some people might be like actually listening to this because they're like, oh, this is a good opportunity to listen to Treasure Island, but like the guys, I'm too lazy to do so. So I'm not going to be like, <laughs> oh, then they find a treasure, but this is the twist. Like, like, chapter three, so like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim well, Curry like turns up. There's one person out there who, who is listening to this afresh, not knowing it and can't bother to read it. Otherwise, what mm. are we doing here? The amount of times, though, where these classic books have been done so many times in adaptations that yeah, people know the story but have never read the original. And I'm one of these people. I know the story, but I've never read the original. My only... And you don't know where the adaptations deviate from the original. Exactly. Because you remember they did... um, uh, I think it was Disney did like Treasure Planet as well. Oh, yeah. They did like a futuristic space version of it. So like all of my references are Muppets and Disney Treasure Planet. Like those are the only two versions of this I know in terms of story. Yeah, I mean, I basically only know the plot of Twelfth Night from watching Amanda Bynes in She's the Man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that's what that was. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, obviously, I've never seen the film, so that's why I wouldn't know what that was. But, um... <laughs> yeah. There's okay. another one, isn't it? Ten Things I Hate About You's like... Taming um, of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew, yeah. Yeah. DuckTales is Macbeth. <laughs> no, Lion King is Hamlet. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's true. Chapter 2. Black Dog Appears and Disappears It was not very long after this that there occurred the first of the most mysterious events that rid us at last of the captain, though not, as you will see, of his affairs. It was a bitter cold winter with long, hard frosts and heavy gales, and it was plain from the first that my poor father was little likely to see the spring. He sank daily, and my mother and I had all the inn upon our hands, and were kept busy enough without paying much regard to our unpleasant guest. It was one January morning, very early, a pinching, frosty morning, the cove all grey with hoar-frost, the ripple lapping softly on the stones, the sun still low and only touching the hilltops and shining far to seaward, The captain had risen earlier than usual and set out down the beach, his cutlass swinging under the broad skirts of the old blue coat, his brass telescope under his arm, his hat tilted back upon his head. I remember his breath hanging like smoke in his wake as he strode off, and the last sound I heard of him as he turned the big rock was a loud snort of indignation as though his mind was still running upon Dr. Livesey. Well, mother was upstairs with father, and I was laying the breakfast table against the captain's return, when the parlour door opened, and a man stepped in, on whom I had never set my eyes before. He was a pale, tallowy creature, wanting two fingers of the left hand, and though he wore a cutlass, he did not look much like a fighter. I had always my eye open for seafaring men, with one leg or two, and I remember this one puzzled me. He was not sailorly, and yet he had a smack of the sea about him, too. I asked him what was for his service, and he said he would take rum, but as I was going out of the room to fetch it, he sat down upon a table and motioned me to draw near. I paused where I was, with my napkin in my hand. And then said stranger speaks. He seems to have a bit of a slimy feel about him, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? A bit shifty. Because he says here he's got he's got a cutlass, but he's not really oh, I know. a fighter. 
Well, he's got two Can fingers you... missing on his left hand. That's the mm. thing. Do you remember what? Do you remember what Filch sounded like in Harry Potter? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. I watched it the other day. And he was like, "It's got a great voice." Kids out of bed. <laughs> Kids out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where he's like, "Oh dear, we are in trouble." That That's yeah. the one. I, was I want him to have like life. a sneaky, like a little bit greasy. Come here, Sonny. Oh. Says he, come nearer here. I took a step nearer. Is this here table for my mate Bill? He asked with a kind of leer. I told him I do not know his mate Bill, and this was for a person who stayed in our house, whom we called the captain. Well, said he. My mate Bill would be called the captain, as like as not. He has a cut on one cheek and a mighty pleasant way with him, particularly in drink, as my mate Bill. We'll put it for argument, like, that your captain has a cut on one cheek, and we'll put it, if you like, that that cheek's the right one. Oh, well... I told you. Now, is my mate Bill in this here house? I told him he was out walking. Which way, Sonny? Which way has he gone? And when I had pointed out the rock and told him how the captain was likely to return and how soon and answered another few questions, Ah, said he, this'll be as good as drink to my mate Bill. The expression of his face as he said these words was not at all pleasant, and I had my own reasons for thinking that the stranger was mistaken, even supposing he meant what he said. But it was no affair of mine, I thought, and besides, it was difficult to know what to do. The stranger kept hanging about just inside the inn door, peering round the corner like a cat waiting for a mouse. Once I stepped out myself into the road, but he immediately called me back, and as I did not obey quick enough for his fancy, a most horrible change came over his tallowy face, and he ordered me in with an oath that made me jump. As soon as I was back again, he returned to his former manner, half fawning, half sneering, patted me on the shoulder, told me I was a good boy, and he had taken quite a fancy to me. No. Oh. <laughs> no. I, meaning. I, uh, yeah, it's different meaning. It's a different time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Come here, boy. I fancy to you. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he's quite a horrible guy, isn't he? Yeah, greasy. Quite... Definitely a good call. Yeah. But also, it's it's the Jekyll and Hyde. It's the, you know, trying to be nice, trying to conceal oh. that I'm a horrible person. And then when you don't do what I say, like seeing Snapping, that change. Yeah. yeah no, mm-hmm. I hate it when you see that in people. It's gross. It's a little bit Fagin-y, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have a son of my own, said he. As like you as two blocks. And he's all the pride of my art. But the great thing for boys is discipline, Sonny discipline now if you had sailed along of bill you wouldn't have stood there to be spoke to twice not you that was never bill's way 
nor the way of sitch has sailed with him. And here, sure enough, is my mate Bill, with a spyglass under his arm, bless his old heart, to be sure. You and me, you'll just go back into the parlour, Sonny, and get behind the door, and we'll give Bill a little surprise, bless his heart, I say again. So, saying, the stranger backed along with me into the parlour, and put me behind him in the corner, so that we were both hidden by the open door. I was very uneasy and alarmed, as you may fancy, and it rather added to my fears to observe that the stranger was certainly frightened himself. He cleared the hilt of his cutlass, and loosened the blade in the sheath, and all the time we were waiting there he kept swallowing, as if he felt what we used to call a lump in the throat. At last in strode the captain, slammed the door behind him, without looking to the right or left, and marched straight across the room to where his breakfast awaited him. "'Bill,' said the stranger, in a voice that I thought he had tried to make bold and big. <laughs> that didn't sound didn't bold that. and big. I didn't yeah, do that very bold and big. But that's I'll fine. That's, no, but that's, that's it. No, no, like, uh, that was like a... Oh, you think, yeah. that, <laughs> no, you, you've, added, you've added a lovely little layer of subtext there. Like, he thinks that's bold and big. Okay, yeah, cool. no, that's true. He did say tried no. to make bold and big, yeah. 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 And we've established this guy was scared of Bill. He is scared of him. Even though Excellent. he's like trying to pretend to be big. What a layered choice I made there. Wow, pretty yeah. really well thought through. Mm. Your well, natural you know. instincts are astounding, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a showcase. <laughs> Agents are flocking. <laughs> <laughs> the captain spun round on his heel and fronted us. All the brown had gone out of his face and even his nose was blue. He had the look of a man who sees a ghost, or the evil one, or something worse, if anything can be, and upon my word I felt sorry to see him, all in a moment, turn so old and sick. Come, Bill, you know me. You know an old shipmate, Bill, surely, said the stranger. The captain made a sort of gasp. <laughs> Black I was going to say, please do the gas. <laughs> I want to see him like clutch pearls at the same time as well. Yeah, do it again. Go on. Do I need to repeat my gasp or was that okay? I want the gasp again. Oh, you're I want it just for my own amusement. Okay. <laughs> Black dog, said he. And who else? returned the other, getting more at his ease. Black dog, as ever was, come for to see his old shipmate Billy at the Admiral Benbow Inn. Ah, oh, Bill, Bill, we have seen the sight of times, us two, since I lost them two talons, holding up his mutilated hand. Now look here said the captain. You've run me down. Here I am. Well then, speak up. What is it? That's you, Bill, returned Black Dog. You're in the right of it, Billy. I'll have a glass of rum from this dear child here, as I've took such a liking to, and we'll sit down 
if you please, and talk square like old shipmates. When I returned with the rum, they were already seated on either side of the captain's breakfast table, black dog next to the door and sitting sideways so as to have one eye on his old shipmate and one, as I thought, on his retreat. He bade me go and leave the door wide open. None of your keyholes for me, Sonny, he said, and I left them together and retired into the bar. For a long time, though I certainly did my best to listen, I could hear nothing but a low gattling. But at last the voices began to grow higher, and I could pick up a word or two, mostly oaths from the captain. No, 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 and an end of it, he cried once. And again, if it comes to swinging, swing on, I say. Oh, a picture. Yeah, we've got a picture here. Hang on, there it is. <laughs> so I don't know, is that is that the, the captain? Ah, yes, because the guy who's running away has two can fingers missing. Fingers? Yeah, you can see the uh, guy running away has his two fingers missing on his left hand. Well, oh, yeah. So obviously spoiler, the captain, like, This is a, this is a slight spoiler, though, because it, it, the little line underneath is a coming up in a minute, so maybe... Yeah, no, this this they put the picture a bit too early, really, haven't they? Slightly too early, I should mm. say. So we won't but, put the caption. Well, actually, but it, again... But it sort of depicts what I'm about to say. Mm. I like I like that there's... there's um, well, we can describe a couple. There's, there's a hat in the air, so... There Either is. it's fallen yes. off or it's magic. And we get a bit of the architecture. Or it's magic. <laughs> or it's magic. It's nice, Could you nice imagine building. if the author just forgot to mention the fact that the guy's hat hovers above his head because it's magic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I not? Oh, yeah, no, that's the thing. <laughs> UFO hat. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, there was a tremendous explosion of oaths and other noises. The chair and table went over in a lump, a crash of steel followed, and then a cry of pain. And the next instant I saw Black Dog in full flight, and the captain hotly pursuing, both with drawn cutlasses, and the former streaming blood from his left shoulder. Just at the door, the captain aimed at the fugitive one last tremendous cut, which would certainly have split him to the shin, had it not been intercepted by our big signboard of Admiral Benbow. You may see the notch on the lower side of the frame to this day. That mm. blow was the last of the battle. Once out upon the road, Black Dog, in spite of his wound, showed a wonderful clean pair of heels and he's just gone strutting off into the night kinky boot style let me tell you, <laughs> heels in an 18th century cobbled street are a nightmare <laughs> so i'm told it's so from personal not. experience we, you know if we had the budget we'd have the, we'd have the sound effect of that that that's very specific sound effect yeah uh, yeah we'd know you'd know it anywhere wouldn't you yeah, he twisted an ankle within six feet, but they don't tell you that in the story. The captain, for his part, stood staring at the signboard like a bewildered man. Then he passed his hand over his eyes several times and at last turned back into the house. Jim, says he. Oh, his name's Jim. There you go. We got we got a name. He's first time he's, yeah. Just to clarify, he's called Jim. Jim, says he. Wrong. And as he spoke... 
he reeled a little and caught himself with one hand against the wall. Are you hurt? cried I. Rum, he repeated. I must get away from here. Rum, rum. I ran to fetch it, but I was quite unsteadied by all that had fallen out, and I broke one glass and fouled the tap, and while I was still getting in my own way, I heard a loud fall in the parlour, and running in, beheld the captain lying full length upon the floor. At the same instant, my mother, alarmed by the cries and fighting, came running downstairs to help me. Between us, we raised his head. He was breathing very loud and hard, but his eyes were closed and his face a horrible colour. And then uh, Mumsy says something. We haven't had a voice for Mum yet. Um, well, she's a bar, a barman's wife, so I don't imagine she'd have a very pretty voice because she's probably used to shouting at drunk men and patrons. So could you make her a bit Can of a she... matriarch kind of... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm yes. actually thinking. <laughs> I'm actually thinking like life of Brian's mum, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's very much in the full set. <laughs> bit yeah, scratchy, so. oh, a bit kind of. Is it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very naughty boy. Yeah. My favourite ever moment in any Monty Python, which no one. It's in um, the Meaning of Life. It's just basically the same mother, and it's like a family of like. It's a Catholic family. Let's check that Catholic family's been massive. Oh, they have lots and lots and of sixty kids. And she's and she's washing up in the she's washing up in the uh, kitchen, and then like a kid just falls out of her, and she goes, "Oh, you're <laughs> right, I was pregnant." <laughs> it's like my, I don't know why. It's I like do, my favorite, I do remember favorite. that scene. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's exactly what I want for this woman. So it's it's falsetto time. Yeah, not hard as nails. Somehow give it some gravitas within the, the very dramatic scene we're about to jump back into. Yes, Great. please. It's basically someone playing a woman and no woman in the world sounds like that. Yes. Fine, good. good, good. Voice. Yeah. As long as we've clarified that that, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear, dear me, cried my mother, what a disgrace upon the house and your poor father sick. In the meantime, we had no idea what to do to help the captain nor any other thought but that he had got his death hurt in the scuffle with the stranger. I got the rum, to be sure, and tried to put it down his throat, but his teeth were tightly shut and his jaws as strong as iron. It was a happy relief to us when the door opened and Dr Livesey came in on his visit to my father. This is why the life expectancy is really... It's like, ah, I'm thirsty. Rum. I'm tired. Rum. I'm I'm sad. Rum. Rum. It's probably I'm rum. pregnant. <laughs> rum. <laughs> I'm dead. Rum. <laughs> you fair that would be circa 23, 24. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your uni years, wasn't it? <laughs> <Not quite. laughs> um, the next thing is 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 everyone crying together. So should I do? Oh, we can do that with you. What's the? Oh, we can do it. I love an I love an ensemble camp. Yeah, this is nice. Great. So I'll be Jim. Um, David, you can be uh, the squeaky mother. Okay. Um, and am I just a and... random patron because there's no one left? Yeah, you can be like a little guy who just pops his head out around the side just because. Um, okay, so the words are... Okay, I'm going to be uh, like Kenneth I'm... Williams. <laughs> Great. Channel, yes, channel, no, do that. Channel, channel. channel that. So we're going to say, hang on, I want to get it right for the, you know... Sorry, massaging uh, my jaw. Give me a blink. <laughs> sure, sure, me, sure, me, sure. me, 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 me. So I'm, we're going to say, we're going to say, oh, doctor. And then I'm going to say, we cried. 
And then you're going to say, what shall we do? Where is he wounded? Okay. There you go. That's what we're going to say. Okay. What okay. shall we do? Oh, Where is he doctor. Okay, right? <laughs> oh. oh, doctor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's see how this works online. Ready? And go. Oh, oh doctor. doctor. We cried. What, what shall, shall we, we do? do? Where <laughs> is he wounded? Is he wounded? <laughs> <laughs> this internet delay is cracking me up. <laughs> wounded? A fiddlestick's end, said the doctor. No more wounded than you or I. The man has had a stroke, as I warned him. <laughs> Still pretty life-threatening, really, isn't it? Like, you're splitting hairs Only there, Dutch. Str- yeah, Why like, have you just all yeah, yeah, exactly. And I told him he was going to have one anyway. <laughs> Only call me in an emergency. Goodness Great people skills by this doctor me. here. His bedside manner is just impeccable. Absolutely on point. Yeah. Now, Mrs. Hawkins, just you run upstairs to your husband and tell him, if possible, nothing about it. For my part, I must do my best to save this fellow's trebly worthless life. Jim, you get me the basin. So hang, hang on, hang on. So he's just told her, run upstairs to your husband and tell him nothing about it. So what, she's just yeah. meant to burst in the, the room, burst in the room where her husband is, shut the door and then just sit there. <laughs> darling, and then darling, he's like, darling, absolutely what? nothing's happened yeah, upstairs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you just tell her to go outside, like, what? <laughs> this is so tough. Like, it's the worst advice. Burst in on somebody and then just don't tell them what's going on. Like, oh, oh, what's wrong? Oh, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying stuff. I'm just, I do everything I'm just hanging hurry. out. It's, it's January. How are you doing? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so stupid. When I got back with the basin, the doctor had already ripped up the captain's sleeve and exposed a great sinewy arm. It was tattooed in several places. Here's luck. A Live, fair love, love. wind. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Bones, his fancy. It's an interesting choice of tattoo. Mm. Were very neatly and clearly executed on the forearm and up near the shoulder. There was a sketch of a gallows and a man hanging from it. Done, as I thought, with great spirit. Prophetic, said the doctor, touching this picture with his finger. And now, Master Billy Bones, if that be your name, we'll have a look at the colour of your blood. Jim, he said, are you afraid of blood? No, sir, said I. Well then, said he, you hold the basin. And with that, he took a great lancet and opened a vein. A great deal of blood was taken before the captain opened his eyes and looked mistily about him. First, he recognised the doctor with an unmistakable frown. Then his glance fell upon me and he looked relieved. But suddenly his colour changed and he tried to raise himself, crying, Where's Black Dog? There is no Black Dog here, said the doctor, except what you have on your own back. You have been drinking rum. You have had a stroke, precisely as I told you. And I have just very much against my own will dragged you head foremost out of the grave. Stop now, there. against I my mean, own will. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the if you went to a doctor? doctor. The hospital, you're like, yeah. Now you have had, you, I've had to give you a triple high, but a triple heart bypass against my own will. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've just right. saved your life against my own will. I actually don't like saving people's lives. I don't know why I'm a doctor. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just rubs it in everyone's face every time he does an op. Like, yeah. God. Why? Why on earth does he think that like bleeding someone who's had a stroke is going to save them? Like strokes are blockages aren't they like clots so this don't you need to like thin the blood like just removing it isn't going to make him better unless the clot well, comes out even... yeah uh, i mean i don't know this was pre uh blood thinning medicine i mean yeah i, I think this is whatever. leech time isn't it like everything was just like yeah everything's just to do with humors and the blood chuck a leech on it yeah yeah Oh. Pop a, pop a I'm so glad we don't live the in bed. these times. Could you imagine? Yeah. No wonder people would be scared of doctors in this time because you think they just want to like cut you open at every opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And like you know that nothing was sterilised either. It's not like he prepared for surgery. He just literally got a lancet out and started stabbing people. Now, Mr. Bones, that's not my name, he interrupted. Much I care, returned the doctor, it's the name of a buccaneer of my acquaintance, and I call you by it for the sake of shortness. And what I have to say to you is this. One glass of rum won't kill you, but if you take one, you'll take another and another. And I stake my wig if you don't break <laughs> off short, you'll die. Do you understand that? Die and go to your own place like the man in the Bible. Come now, make an effort. I'll help you to your bed for once. I'll stake my own wig. Like, is that like <laughs> on my grave or on my honour? Do you know what I mean? Like, I that's swear just, by just my wig. On <laughs> my wig. Oh my God, he must be serious. Yeah, exactly. I swear on my collection of face powders. <laughs> Between us, with much trouble, we managed to hoist him upstairs and laid him on his bed where his head fell back on the pillow as if he were almost fainting. Now, mind you, said the doctor, I clear my conscience. The name of rum for you is death. And with that, he went off to see my father, taking me with him by the arm. This is nothing, he said, as soon as he had closed the door. I have drawn blood enough to keep him quiet a while. He should lie for a week where he is. That is the best thing for him and you. But another stroke would settle him. End of chapter. Where did we report this uh, doctor for this malpractice? Some serious safeguarding issues going on. Yeah, well, exactly. He's literally <laughs> just been like, yeah, I've intentionally knocked him out for the next week. So, you know, because I don't like him, basically. So, we've got a what? black dog. <laughs> who's not a black dog dead fella who's not a black dog and an almost dead Shame. fella uh, yeah i guess a pretty eventful chapter all, all things told i don't imagine it was a stroke i i imagine it's just like no. the pressure of finally well, realizing an, an caught. well i think it's just been caught it's the shock of like oh crap like my game's up like they know where i am now i need to get away i need to get away and i think i think yeah. he just fainted from like the meltdown of it do you know what i mean yeah, probably. But they just probably the they probably pressure, discover yeah. what yeah. strokes were, and then they probably just use it to describe everything. Yeah, it's like true. it's a one size fits all diagnosis. Yeah, 
It's a there's yeah. no actual wound that I can see, so therefore it must be a stroke because he's fallen it's over. The stroke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we think the black dog's obviously an old crew member. Maybe someone yeah. which means someone think big is coming. To... Or... Yeah. He didn't really seem to give any clues as to what he was doing there, other than that they sailed together once. So I don't even know if because he's it doesn't even make it clear if he was there for nefarious ends or he might have been there to like warn him or to give him a message or I don't know. But then he mm. it was all over. Yeah, that's true. He could have been giving him a head start, which would be a quite a nice thing to do. Or it's like, yeah, your game's up, dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what does that you know? He says like, no, 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 and and an end of it. If it comes to swinging, swing all. I say, is that gallow swinging? Yeah. Or, well, it sounds that's what that's how I read. Or cutlass swinging? Yeah, not those type of parties that people go to, man. <laughs> <laughs> Another kind of swing. Swing on, I say. Kinky Captain. Oh, dear. Chapter three. I mean, we're still setting up the story here, aren't we? There's not really like a lot in terms of like telling us where this may be going or what people are after Billy for. Jim did tell us that that the captain's time at the Admiral Benbow was like that he wasn't he didn't stick around for long in terms of he was right at the beginning. It said it was not long after the, the, uh, this first occurred the mysterious events that rid us at last of the captain. So we're, we're sort of told from with hindsight that he that they got rid of him somehow, mm. and so we can we know that he's either going to disappear or die or something. Yeah. Well, with that, should we? Try and guess what chapter three chapter may be. Do you want to give us our jingle? Wait, hang on, Matt. Are you saying that we should guess what the next chapter's called? Yes. Well, they're saying about getting rid of him. He's in bed. Um, Death's door creaks open. Brilliant. Poetic. (laughs) (laughs) And for you, Mr. Cox? Uh, I'm going to hedge my bets. Some okay. other bloke comes. Some, <laughs> some other, but it's about some it's, guy it's called no po- Green no Kitten or something. As we know, as we know, there's no point of going for specificity in this, as we've done with previous books. You just kind of have to generally describe events to get a good enough score. It's true. Sure. It's true. You know. Well, mm. well, what would you my... think other crewmates would be called though? So you got Black Dog, Billy Bones, Did Keith. You know- it okay. Keith, probably Keith. <laughs> Those seem to begin with B as well. Interesting fact for you for the, for the day um, about my life. Um, I was once in a children's uh, theatre show um, where I played a number of different characters, including um, a, 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 a pirate captain who sang a rap consisting entirely of the names of his crew. Um which, if you're interested, you still remember say, it. Uh, I remember. Uh, I will fail miserably, and I really hope <laughs> that anyone involved in this, I can think. I remember how it starts. Go to um, say, if there was ever a doubt that you were white and middle class, Josh, it was the it was the the term sing a rap. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I sang that sort of that rap. Really thing. nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one exactly below what demographic you belong to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yes, yes. Hansel Hamilton. It's fantastic. They sing raps. They sing an awful lot of raps <laughs> in that one, don't they? It's very oh, urban. That's an entry. Anyway, uh, chapter three. If you're in yes, the title. And, and if you and if and if my pirate folklore serves me well, Matt, you're mm. not far away in terms of sort of meaning. Okay. Uh, chapter three is entitled "The Black Spot." Oh, oh yes, no, I do know about that bit because there's so, a really, that's one of my favorite bits in the Muppets one where he goes like, "This is for you," and it's like the black <laughs> spot. <laughs> it's really, really good. So this, it's my this, favorite this is bits great, in the book. I, I know, I know what this is, and I was like, I can't predict it as a thing because it kind of ruins it. So. Yeah, you knew it was going to be coming up at some take point. Away points to myself. It was going to be three or four, wasn't it? Yeah. You could tell. So yeah. Okay. So well, I'm sure they'll tell the... you the significance of that next week, so we won't we won't spoil. We won't it. spoil it. Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail dot com. Or if you've got any other eighteenth uh, century ailments you'd like to tell us and how <laughs> to cure them, you can do so on Twitter, and the handle is as ever at lazybookclubpod. Boom. Boom. What you'll probably realise from doing that research is that everything is hashtag just a stroke. You can uh, put that hashtag <laughs> on Twitter at Lazy Book Club Pod. Raise the win. Yeah, yeah. We're on all the social channels, including TikTok, apparently, that I've never visited. Yes. No, I know. I need to, to put more up there. Never mind. We're also on Patreon, where for the very small fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode every month and also access to our videos where you'll get to see the pictures that come with the chapter titles as well. It's all very worth it. You get to see our very beautiful faces. Otherwise, we will see you next week for chapter three, The Black Spot. Nice and easy mm. to remember for once. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.